the fourth annual Southeast Linux Fest is happening June 8th through 10th in the real Motor City, Charlotte, North Carolina. If you've never been to SELF before, then this is a perfect opportunity to come socialize with your fellow Linux geeks and go see the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Come participate in our many informative and entertaining talks from our wonderful speakers, many of whom talk just like you and I. We're sure to have detailed presentations covering a variety of crucial activities like building up our communities to zombie-proofing your home. In addition to our normal scheduled events, we'll also have a number of affiliated events this year, such as Build an Open Source Cloud Day, an LPI Exam Cram Day, MySQL Training, Java Hackathon, an Open Database Camp, the Drupal Camp Southeast, Drupal in a Day, BSDA Certification, LPI Certification, Puppet Labs Training, and Salt Stack Training. So come to the Southeast Linux Fest June 8th through 10th in Charlotte, North Carolina, or you'll have to lie to your future grandkids when they ask you where you were when the awesome happened. For more information, visit www.southeastlinuxfest.org. Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Guess what? Richard must have forgot it was his cue. Well, no, you started days it down at a minute, not a minute seven. Well, apparently you're watching a different clock, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll end up making it into the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Linux in the Ham Shack. My name is Richard, and I know where I was when the awesome happened, which would be right here. With all the people in the chat room, can you hear them clapping? Well... No, we don't say clap with the guys in the chat room because they get nervous. All righty, so it's time for us to do another show. Russ is going to be aggravated and everything else all the way through because I was picking on him before the show, and he he thought it was me, but he could not be sure. Speaking of Russ, let me go ahead and uh, point y'all his direction. Uh, We're going to send it up to the uh, absolutely lovely lovely hooter mountains up there in arkansas and russ how are you doing this time around well not too bad actually uh things are starting to warm up it's been cold here over the last week or week and a half not that i'm complaining much because we had a pretty warm march uh and you had a warm march too and you had all those tornadoes run through there so it's nice to have a little cool weather but i think we got up into the low 80s today so not too bad 
uh, and it's been a pretty good night up here between the peaks in north central arkansas so uh how's life outside that cardboard box down by the trinity river actually tell you the truth i was looking at the chickens just this morning out front out front of the uh out front of the box and there was frost on the chicken peckers there was frost on the chicken peckers and uh for those of y'all the chair is against the door the chair is a day against the door for all of our friends trapped in the occupied area um actually things have been pretty wonderful y'all can tell i'm a little chipper tonight mainly because the woman that's been giving me so much grief for the last three months i told her about my butt today and I uh, am going back to my former profession, which is going to allow me to have more time to um, try not to leave Russ hanging on subjects for the show. So <laughs> life is good. Life is extremely good. Wonderful, fantastic, super califragilistic, expialidocious. So how about that? Sounds like a good intro or something. I lost I my, don't. I lost the ether pad. Nope, there it is. He broke it again. I know. It's been a bad night for breaking things. Russ is always breaking stuff, y'all. He's, he's got like an actually as a revolving payment plan with super glue. Yes, sir. Uh, and 3M. I actually use Gorilla Glue. Ah, Gorilla Glue. I prefer Loctite myself, especially when I have a noisy child around. <laughs> noisy child or one that's not properly potty trained yet. It's amazing what you can do with super glue, just like cardboard. Cardboard is God's magic material. Uh, oh, we ain't going to do that again. No. You want to try and run down some of these announcements? Oh, let's do that. See, he had to remind me. Okay. Uh, let's see. The self-promo. Oh, yeah. Let me say something about the self-promo. You guys thought I talked funny. And if if our biggest attraction here in DFW was the nascar museum come on come on however the biggest attraction is southeast linux fest and uh, i don't know if dave yates is still in charge of that but you know he is the father of southeast linux fest and it has always been a great time for everybody involved so y'all go on down and and try and get get yourself linuxed up at the southeast linux fest 2012 somewhere in georgia at some time in the near future how was that? Oh, that sounded great. And Cheryl and I have done two Southeast Linux Fests. We did the second one and the third one. It was a great time both times. And this time they are planning a hangover day where after, uh-huh. every, yes, after everybody gets liquored up and learns about some Linux stuff for a couple of days, then I believe it's on Monday. They're taking everybody to an amusement park. I see. Is there going to be a Chad Wallenberg tipping contest? I'm not sure, but I imagine there's going to be some cleaning up on the roller coaster. Well, there you go. There you go. Cotton candy and liquor. It just uh, does not mix. I would try something bready like uh, a corn dog or um, I guess they got fritters or something. It is Alabama. Uh, watch out, though. They might be made out of possums or squirrels or some kind of crap. Alabama? Things in North Carolina. See? <laughs> See? They think they're having it in North Carolina, and it comes off down in Alabama. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's it's that homemade liquor. I'm telling you, it'll make you go blind. So, okay, so what's next? <clears throat> See, he's trying to keep me on subject, y'all. Well, let's just say, please sign up for the mailing list. 
the mailing list at http colon stroke stroke list dot black dot com stroke mailman stroke list info because russ is getting really lonely over there aren't you russ well, we do have a bunch of people who have signed up and a bunch of people who have been signed up because they came by and signed up for our uh, mailing list when they signed up for uh, a prize at the various events we've been to. And I have started recently using the mailing list to give out some information about the show. And I've also recently fixed the mailing list so people can actually go to that site and sign up, which you couldn't do until like yesterday. So... I would encourage everyone who listens to the show, and I mean everyone, go to that website, which will be in the show notes, and sign up for our mailing list. There will be important information coming out there. We will not sell your email information, and we will not spam you. So I highly encourage all of our listeners to please go sign up. And that's all I have to say about that. Yes, we might. We will not spam you, but we might baloney you, but you never know. Can of potted meat come in your direction. You well, never we, can tell. Yeah, we don't Go need to, a we don't need a mailing list for that. We do it every show. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, um, sometimes I'm wondering: Does the show come from the other end? Anyway, uh, y'all go on over and check out the mailing list at http colon stroke stroke lists dot blacksparrowmedia dot net stroke mailman stroke list info. Your information will be confidential and locked in the vault underneath russ's porch so with that uh we also are hoping that y'all might run on over to reddit run on over to reddit uh and join and contribute to our new subreddit at http stroke stroke www.reddit.com stroke r stroke lhs podcast now uh, y'all run on over because I have no idea what it is. Okay. Are you familiar with Reddit at all? I have no idea what it is. Okay. Do you know what dig is? No. Okay. Well, basically what dig is or was and what Reddit has now become is a place where you sort of get an aggregate of all of the news that is fit to print anywhere on the internet. And it's grouped by subreddits, basically. There's one for technology, there's one for Linux, there's one for open source, there's one for ham radio. Actually, there's probably multiples for all of these things. And one of the cool features about it is you can make your own subreddit. And what you do is, once you have one of these things, you get all of the people who are interested in different things like ham radio or Linux or whatever, go over there and suggest stories or links or pictures or whatever it is that they find on the internet. And they post it over there at that subreddit. And then we can use that information to see if there's any topics that might be good for the show that we can use. We can even post information about, you know, episodes as they come out, stuff like that. Uh, It's basically just a convenient place to post news of every kind, uh, specifically that's of interest to listeners to Linux and the Hamshack. So that's what it is. And we need everybody to go over to that URL. And sign up for Reddit if you don't have an account over there already. Send us some topic information. Send us some interesting news stories from the web. Uh, We need your input, and this is a quick and easy way to do it. Y'all go on over and check out the uh, LHS podcast thing on Reddit. Uh, Oh, I see. 
uh, go on out there and check out the LHS podcast on Reddit, and uh, I'll go over there too. And we desperately need y'all to go like sign up and add stuff to it and everything else because ain't nothing but the last show on there. And it's my understanding that the last show was uh, unliked by some of the listeners. So uh, go on over and check it out. Okay, we have an amendment one more time to the uh, mailing list. So y'all get your pencils out. We're going to make sure it's right this time. Well, hang on. Before you make that amendment, the link, uh, that, the link that we gave before does actually work. You just have to, in order to sign up, you have to click on the LHS podcast link. Um, but we'll, we'll put the link that has the list of mailing lists and the link directly to the LHS podcast mailing list in the show notes. So you can just go straight there. But either one will work. Well, that's okay. I still have a smile on my face from earlier. Now, moving on to the next one, N8VSI will be our ambassador tentatively at the Ohio Linux Fest in Columbus, Ohio in September. Y'all go on over and check out the website on that. You should have it by now, but we'll give it to you one more time, OhioLinuxFest.com. Org N eight V S I. You know, someday when we win the lottery, we can go to all this stuff for us. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, we've made a few trips. Well, not you, but Cheryl and I have made a few trips to some of these events, and for me, they're really a lot of fun. And it's it's kind of too bad that we we can't get to them all the time anymore. But I'll tell you what, our ambassadors are doing a hell of a good job at these shows, probably better than we do ourselves. So I'm glad that they're out there and they're and they're doing this and I know they're having a lot of fun when they're doing it. So I want to thank Scott and hope that that tentative turns into a definite and that uh, N8VSI will get out to Ohio Linux Fest. We'll let everybody know for sure one way or the other as soon as he knows for sure. So there's that. Well, there you go and I'm sure somebody will be out there at least, at the very least, talking about Linux in a ham shack. If if uh, he's not able to make it on out there, we'll just have to see how it comes down. See how it comes down. And uh, I have heard reports that he is 95% sure he's going to be there. So we'll just see how it works out. While I'm thinking about it, let me diverge from the show notes just a moment and uh, quiz Russ really quick. Russ, I've seen that we've made tremendous progress on the Dayton Fund. How are we coming along on that? We have made quite a bit of progress. The last push there, the last campaign, did us a good job, and I I think we're a 95% go for being at Dayton, and I really don't want to belabor that point, so we'll just leave it there. That's right. No belaboring. Not until Belabor Day. Belabor Day, and that's months away, so we will do our best to have somebody out there looking at you with the banner and the shirts and the free discs and all that good stuff at Dayton. Dayton. I've been trying to get there 24 years now, 24, and haven't made it yet. We will sooner or later make it happen. That is, if gas prices ever go back down. Okay. So, uh, also, it appears that we are syndicated by the uh, Kamiak Butt Amateur Radio Association, Kamiak Butt, uh, KB7ARA. The linked repeater sites cover almost all of Washington State, some of Oregon, and a bit of Canada. Well, 
How about that? Um, they are IRLP and Echolink connected, and y'all can listen to them via www.kbara.org stroke streaming HTML. Well, that's great. I like it when people stream us, except the grappy ones. <laughs> what about you? Well, it's kind of interesting that you should say that because that gripey email that we're going to get to in the third segment, that's, he's from that organization. <laughs> oh, he's, he's one of the Kamiak butts. Yes, he is. Ah, I see. And before anybody writes any nasty email to Bill, I know it's Butte. I'm being funny. <laughs> I'm being funny. All right. Okay. We got a couple of quick emails we're going to get to here in the first segment just so we can get through them. And then we're going to move on to some music in the next segment. So I think, I think he's got tedious stamp stamped all over my delivery this evening. That's right. Boy, Richard, it's just not happening. Well, you know what it is, folks. Y'all need to send me a donation. Uh, anything with alcohol, alcohol, prescription, alcohol, what? Hello. Hello. Oh no. What happened? Looks like we have a Houston or a problem, Houston, a Houston problem. Hmm. Now I can't even kill Skype. Skype, I hate you. Okay. Well, the reason we got screwed there is Ronnie was calling in. So let me see if I can get him on the line with us. Okie dokie. All right. So here I'll go ahead and introduce this or introduce the segment. Well, it looks like Ronnie has come home from his meeting and he tried to call us and kicked us off of Skype. So I'm going to go ahead and try and join him into the conference here. And if so, we'll have a few minutes here to talk to our ambassador, Ronnie, who's, uh, been to two events so far and scheduled to do a third. So the hardest working man on Linux in the ham shack. Let me give him a jingle here. Let the spirits that are trapped in the Skype come forth and speak to us. Oh, spirits of the sky. Oh, somebody light a freaking candle or at least a match. Spirit of Ronnie, please speak to us now. Hello. I hear you. I hear you. What are the lottery numbers for this weekend? Now, four. Ah. Oh, my rib. Hey, hey the bits <laughs> catching up here. <laughs> oh, twice in one night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Really? Okay. Are you there? I am. Ronnie's here. Oh, okay. So, hi, Ronnie. Hey. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Russ has gotten really quiet over there. I think he's strangling that evil cat that keeps yanking the, <laughs> yanking the cord out of the machine. I'm going to do the same thing this evil badger uh, Ubuntu I got on here. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay if he strangles his cat as long as he doesn't choke his chicken. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I conducted the last ambassador interview. So, Richard, you, you've got about five minutes. Talk to Ronnie. Give, give us all the, inf- all the pertinent information. And, uh. Then we've got a fully packed show here, so we're going to have to get on the road. Yes, I know I keep trying to steer you towards the point, but, you know, that's the way it's going tonight. <laughs> I know where the point is. It's on top of my head. Now, I have a complete list of questions here. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, stand by because I'm going to 
fire all of them at you at, you at once. Are you ready? Fire away. Fire Here away. Here you go. Hey, Ronnie, what's been up? Nothing much. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Good. How's that bastard thing going on? It's It's been great. It was a wonderful time. Uh, both hand fed for uh, a lot of good traffic. Uh-huh. And uh, we... We give away all of these, even though some people wondered, why are you giving this one away, Russ? Uh, so <laughs> had some comments there. Well, you know, the thing about it is if they don't want to stick it in their computer, they can always use it as a coaster. Exactly. Advertising. AOL's not giving out CDs anymore. We got to do something. You got, I mean, little bitty, little bitty mouse pad. So, uh, let's see, you going to Knoxville. Maybe I am. I am. It's going to be a real fun. I've been up there a few times before, yeah. and although although it's gotten smaller, it's uh, just as just as nice as anything. Sometimes when they get smaller, they get better. Yeah, I would think so. I wish that Hamcom would minimize. Yeah, uh, it's gotten pretty bad over the years. Mm. So you had a lot of traffic. Had a lot of traffic there. Um, I the second one. I actually brought my. Uh, my projector and uh-huh. uh, had a good time. Uh, showed off Phil Diddy and uh, a few other programs. Had a lot of uh, more learned people down there. I don't know what it is about North Georgia, but we seem to attract people that just do HF and that's it. You know, they don't really mess around with computers too much. But uh, the um, KRC Ham Fest was uh, a lot more tech types. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, that's the deal. When you get out of the heavily populated areas, you know, yeah. uh, the larger urban areas, most everybody runs HF, and uh, unless, mm-hmm. of course, they've got some really good antennas and really love their VHF and UHF or satellites. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm only 20 miles out of Dallas now, and there's more HFers out here around me than uh, when I lived five miles closer over in over in mesquite so uh, you can't hardly tell can't hardly tell so i'm not sure how how short russ wants me to cut this i wouldn't think having you call he'd want to make it too short but uh just let me think where in knoxville which yeah. state which state is that in <laughs> it's tennessee oh knoxville tennessee i, well, I wasn't sure Back when they had the, uh, yeah, it was a big boon for them. They had the World's Fair there. Uh, really? Yeah, really. We ain't had one of them yet. You probably ain't going to have. I don't know why. I'm feeling left out. Even New Orleans had one in 84. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That kind of badgers. Yeah, really. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Well, you know, you got to ask because every state in the country has got a Springfield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. They name stuff out after, like, animals and stuff around here. Mm-hmm. Animals and trees and It's stuff. like whatever they saw, they named the town after it, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> There's a town out in West Texas called Langtree, named after an actress from the last century. Uh-huh. Um, she was probably a resident there for a short time. Well, no, uh, Roy Bean had a crush on her. In his, oh, is that it? And he was the law, along with Sylvester Stallone. 
I am the law. Anyway, <laughs> y'all didn't know I could do Stallone. Didn't actually. That was uh, that was what's his name? Rob. Rob. Uh, what's Rob his Roy? Blagojevich. No, no, no. What is it with you uneducated people? Have y'all not seen Judge Dredd? <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy crap. That's my brother that's in the comics. And see, it's a movie. It's got Sylvester Stallone and Max von Sydow and uh, that guy. And, and wow, a bunch uh, of talented Max, actors. Must have been great. Hot. Max von Sydow, he was in uh, uh, Strange Brew. Yeah, I remember that. I like Max von Sydow. I do like Max von Sydow, too. Just not a big fan of Sylvester Stallone. Wasn't Sydow he, he, also the only one ever to play Jesus Christ and the devil? Okay. Was Seriously. It? Yeah, no, I believe I you. Would, yeah. Sidow was the one in Needful Things, too, right? The Stephen King thing? Yeah, it was the devil in that one. Yeah. And y'all thought I was uneducated. I got learning. No, still do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Let me you. go log on through the interface yeah. on the website again. That's I got some stuff to say. Chicken, li- chicken, licks, chicken liquor bumpy bumpy from earlier. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. I missed that one. He, 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 killed, he killed me on the uh, something about chicken backers. <laughs> Uh oh. Oh Badger. Yeah. Oh, you know bye. you know what you know what you know where the pecker is on a chicken, right? It's on its face. It's on its face, man. You're out there from like uh, in the in the Tennessee can uh, Georgia. Alabama, Georgia, Carolina area, and you don't know that a chicken's pecker is on his face. Russ he moved uh self across three states tonight. That's right. I, well, yeah. you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the hell it is. <laughs> well, apparently it's, if, it, apparently it's in Charlotte, I Alabama. If I ever run into Dave Yates, gonna, I'm going to kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> it was, was going to be here in Georgia. We, we, we lobbied for it. It was going to be right down the street from the work. But we didn't get it. So. Well, it went to Charlotte, and we're not going to be there yeah. because of it. So, oh, well. Yeah. Is there anything was, else you want to say about the ambassador program? Since Richard is kind of love to. Okay, I, well, I was, I was steering him that direction. You are <laughs> by way of Canada. Come on, let let him talk about. It. <laughs> I ask him the hard questions. Both of them. Like, did he know where a chicken pecker was? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get serious, folks. All right, uh, we don't have to get so, serious. So, we just need to get some information in here somewhere. So, I can't wait to see this. That's Amen. right. We don't want people bitching again. Bitching. People bitching at us, making us feel bad. Uh, <clears throat> oh, so, tell us about the ambassador program. Um, as He's as eating. As He's sitting there eating. <laughs> I can hear him spiking. Oh, I already had dinner. That's why I'm late. <clears throat> they do. Anyway. Yeah, tell exactly. us about the ambassador program. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I thought you had questions. Anyway. Well, I can um, ask questions since Richard has no idea how to interview a person. And I have no idea how to answer them. Go ahead. <laughs> I could, but it would well, be we've a seen how far, entertaining. Yeah, we've seen how far your interview goes. So what, what part of the chicken is its pecker on? <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I interviewed some guys from the ARRL in one of the early, early uh, episodes of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's it? Uh, resonant frequency that's it and um in fact several folks and never did i once ask any of them if they knew where chicken's pecker was different podcast not one totally different totally different podcast 
Well, let me step in and be the voice of reason here so we can actually get this, get this finished tonight. Um, okay, so... Help me! <laughs> instead of the voice of Richard, go ahead. So, how many people do you think walk through between uh, Dalton and Marietta? I mean, how, how many people do you think that catered to? About um, three or four hundred. Three or four hundred for, for each really? or total? No, just total. Stop by the table. Okay. And uh, a lot of curiosity there. Um, a lot of them wondered, you know, what are you selling? You know, or this kind of thing, you know. It's, uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of an interesting new thing. You know, there's not that many people just demonstrating at a ham fest anymore. At least not the ones I've, I've gone to. So it was interesting. I just had to explain to them, no, we're just demonstrating here. And uh, we... Uh, we have a podcast and I explained to everything. I did have a couple of people come by and ask, you know, Richard Russ going to be here and all that. And, you know, we got that in the last episode too. Uh, you know, the gentleman, uh, you do have a bit of a following out here. Um, the guys, a uh, couple of the guys that do the, who's the guy that does the podcast here in Georgia. I'm trying to think of on Sundays. He was surprised not to see you. Well, we were surprised not to see us either. <laughs> anyway, um, I can't remember someone's name. Okay, so um, I'm I'm going to assume for the most part that the two ham fests that you went to went sort of along the lines of the one that Roy went to, where the people who stopped by were most likely Windows users and were kind of interested in what it was you had there and how much it costs. They always, when they go to a ham fest, they always want to know how much it costs. And when you tell them it's free, exactly. they, they always look at you like how many viruses are on it <laughs> or, you know, something along those lines. So, uh, exactly. I'm sure you got the, the typical surprised expressions that everything was free and all of that. So how did the demonstrations go over? Particularly, I know you had the projector in Marietta. So how, how did yeah. that go over for the folks? I set them, uh, set the computer out there and let them try it. Uh, not have it hooked to a radio. I'm going to try that for Knoxville. That was a very good idea to set up a couple of two meter radios. Uh, I've got the capability for that. A couple of sound card interfaces, and I've done that over the over the air before with FL Digi. Anyway, um, we'll give that another try, and um, that seemed to work out pretty well. Um, I didn't as. You and I discussed. I didn't have a lot of programs to demonstrate uh, already loaded, and I didn't have an internet connection there. I will have an internet connection for Knoxville, though. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to, uh, to demonstrate a lot more there. All right. Well, let me ask you a couple of typically interviewer questions. Uh, the first Go one, <laughs> the first one being, uh, so what is the best part of the ambassador program for you as a as a participant in in the program? Oh, most likely the T-shirt. Oh, that's the best part of it? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Now, yeah, give me great. the fake answer so I can cut out that part. No, <laughs> you don't have to cut that around. It's funny. No, it was really, it was really neat uh, to meet other people. And uh, a lot of people that came up to me um, were really interested in, you know, what ham radio programs were available. And I took the little thing that you gave me and uh, handed a bunch of those out. I had uh, a few of them there. Uh, running, I wish I'd hooked up a radio at the time. Uh, I've got an item 735 and a cat cable here that I'm planning on using uh, to demonstrate. A, um, 
awkward moment. I'll tell you from uh, the KERC Ham Fest. Um, I was sitting near, very near the uh, guys from HRD, and actually went over and talked to them. And I was sitting there demonstrating free software uh, next to their paid software <laughs> that was doing pretty much the same thing. I'd have, I'd have liked to have been there for that. That'd have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I think he's going to be in Knoxville too. I don't know where he's going. They're going to set him. Okay, but, well, uh, make sure you get some pictures of the HRD guys if they show up. That'd be great. So yeah, uh, he's, he's he's actually a good guy. And everything is good programmer. Oh but, no, I uh, have no doubt. I mean, HRD is definitely widely deployed, so you can't say yeah. it's a bad piece of software. But you know, they do yeah. charge for it. So, well, he's he's basically covering covering his nut on it. You know, I mean, they they really are. Um, basically, twenty-four hour support. You know, it's it's a lot of good support. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying for the program over there. But anyway, let's not make this commercial for HRD. Um, now, I just want to mention that they were there and I talked to him, and he acknowledges. You know, we have great stuff here. He also uh, acknowledges that he's got a great program that's being fixed all the time. <laughs> 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 well i'll i'll be the judge of that and richard will too yeah yeah <laughs> okay so um we probably should get wrapped up here because we do have a ton of stuff to get yes, to sir. tonight but I am the law yeah uh so before judge dread jumps back in uh what mm. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to for knoxville and what can people expect uh out of uh you when they show up to the knoxville ham fest well, as I mentioned, we'll have an internet connection there, so I'll be able to demonstrate a few other things. Um, we'll be able to demonstrate, hopefully, uh, the WinLink programs over, uh, also over uh, Linux as well. I plan to have a second computer there with uh, with a WinLink uh, server, actually. That's going to be able to use the internet part for. Wait a minute. I dreamt I was. I dreamt someone was saying Linux and and Winlink. Yes, sir. You're a good man. Thank you. <laughs> I also play around with HSMM Mesh. Well, well let me t- let me tell you the the. Uh, wait a minute, Russ. Tell me, be quiet. Oh no, you're you're fine. Go for it. Are you sure? Yeah, since you're not talking about chicken peckers, I'm all for letting you talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some pecker pecker speak for Ham Radio Deluxe here in a minute, but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I had um, I went ahead and got the RMS gateway running up uh, well at the house before we moved here a while back. In fact, I got a machine, still got it on there. Unfortunately, I can't get an antenna high enough to make any difference. So, yeah, the next thing I'm going to tackle is going to be a high-speed multimedia. Uh, in fact, I bought some high ga- some reasonably high-gain antennas to start with. I've, I got, still three. Need- I've got three ahead. here myself. I've got three here myself. Uh, just got in yesterday. I've got my eye on some that are magnetic mount that can go on the truck, and you plug you plug them in. And these routers, these uh, Linksys. Yes, they are twelve volt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, buddy, we're gonna drive around the neighborhood and play play high speed up multimedia all by <laughs> myself. No, you got. <laughs> Russ, I don't know if you know much about that, but uh, Richard lives in the uh, the mecca for high-speed multimedia. Uh, Texas is where it originated. 
well, as far as I know. Good. If he ever pulls his ass out of his little cardboard box and gets some of that stuff working, go. maybe we'll have some show content. I've been yep. busy. Yeah, sure you have. I I've, got got eight, I've got eight riders here and looking for high places to put them. Well, that's that's the deal. I've been looking at some beams also, but mm-hmm. where Richard is now is about 40 miles southeast of Mecca, where mm-hmm. uh, what we call here in Texas, Plano, Plano, Texas. And uh, Jim and John and all them guys up there, you know, they're they're kicking it. They sure are, but I can't get anybody motivated down here. So I will play with myself. You just need to. <laughs> yes, you will. Here we go. Badger here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so you say, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is rapidly turning to crap. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in the chat room, N0WJE is telling me to be nice to Richard, but that would be predicated on Richard being nice to me, which he isn't, so screw him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice to you all the time. <laughs> no, you're just as good as he gets us. Except when I'm picking at you through the interface over on the website. That's right. All right, Ronnie. Well, I tell you what, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and we really appreciate you being the hardest working person on Linux in the ham shack doing three ham fest events in the space of, uh, only a couple of months. It's, uh, it's really great. And we're, uh, honored to have you, uh, in the program. So I just want to say, do it, man. This is, this has actually been very fun. I, I know I joke around a little bit about it, but, uh, it's a pretty serious thing. It's, uh, you know, we need to get more people out here using Linux. And uh, what, what, Richard, two more days till the new Ubuntu? They have uh, promised us it will go back to the way it was, right? I haven't looked at it, hadn't paid attention to it. I'm trying to find something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got, uh, Linux Mint's got one more chance, and then we're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Ubuntu, if Ubuntu uh, 12.04 comes out and it's the same thing as 9.10, and has GNOME 2 oh, interface, it. and it looks exactly like it did back then, I still won't use it. Well, I tell you, I just, I'm just mad they got rid of the repositories uh, for the older versions. They, they just need, they need to bring much. back the orange screen. Come on, mm-hmm. Debian is still the best distribution out there, and anything based on it is awesome. That's all except, I have to say. Except we'll, for rocket ships. Yeah. We'll give it another try. I'm going to load up and got a new laptop here the other day so um i'm gonna go ahead and dual boot it right now until i wipe it out and when i, when I find a good distribution that really works for me i'll go ahead and wipe out the windows sounds good all right so, well thanks again ronnie i'll let i'll let uh, richard say his thank yous and his goodbyes and then uh, we'll let you get on with your life because i know it's uh getting close no to worries. 11 o'clock out there so all right richard well, finish this up <clears throat> Well, yeah, Ronnie, thank you for coming by and, uh, especially thank you for all your hard work with the ambassador program and uh, y'all going to start thinking Richard got multiple personalities. I'll have, you know, I only have one when I'm talking on a podcast. It's just, it's swing. It's, uh, it's bipolar and, um, and so do I. There you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Quite honestly, thank you. Thank you for getting the word out there, uh, not only about the show, but about Linux more than anything else. Because I guarantee you, if the ham ra- all the ham radio, uh, radio operators actually knew 
if they knew what was going on on the Linux side, they mm-hmm. they'd trash at Windows in a heartbeat. Hopefully you know, they will. Anyway, thank you for coming on the show, and I'm sure we will have you on the show again. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. You bet. All right. You take have care. a good evening. Seven three. Well, that was Ronnie K four RJJ our ambassador to the Dalton ham fest, the Cark ham fest in Marietta, Georgia, and soon to be the Knoxville ham fest in Knoxville, Alabama. I mean, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Noxious Tennessee. That's right. Well, you know what? He must've been really nervous. I could hear his heart beating. Yeah, I know. I don't know what was going on with his audio, but we'll definitely have to put a disclaimer on this episode. So, uh, I'm going to play some music so I can run out of here and get some more to drink and you can go get a smoke or whatever it is you need. And then we'll come back on the other side with segment two. How's that sound? What do you got in a got a DeVita? No, I don't have in a got a DeVita. I think we've only got about three and a half minutes. So you ready? I'll give it a shot. All right. Well, this one is one I found, uh, just before the show and it's by a guy named Isaac Graham and it's a great little, uh, folk singer, songwriter, poppy i don't know it's got a lot of good stuff in it it's a good track called gold and steel off his album empty vessels and uh i'm going to cue this one up and play it and we'll be back on the other side with some more like stuff Shaking and sweating like I normally do I walked a long way there just to calm my nerves My heart in the back of my throat Played the beat of that song that I was whistling And you were shaking and sweating like I normally do You locked your keys in the car My heart in the boot I was waiting and pacing up and down on the streets With my hands in my pockets Oh God, we were trapped in gold and steel In the darkness of the evening And the sky was freezing over To the darkest shade of black It played out against the stars That blazed bright for our attention We just stood there and we listened To the wide Pacific Ocean couple of kids in the backseat our tempos would always skip in the humidity our chemistry started reacting and i believed her every time that she told me she loved me but these days i'm finding it harder to believe sometimes i wonder why she never came home for me oh god i am trapped in gold and steel and i don't know what i'm feeling but the sky's still freezing over And it's turning into black But I know that I'll get through this And someday I will return To stand proudly and just stare out To the wide Pacific Ocean And we're back. Why can't I see the screen? Too much moonshine? You went blind? That's better. 
I'll have you know that I drank 100% pure, unadulterated Sterno. Thank you very much. Get it in the little can at the grocery store. Of course little you can do. at the grocery store. All right. Well, I had to move things around since the first segment went so long. Uh-oh. I don't know how we're going to fit all this in. Uh, well, we'll read it really fast. May have to do an all feedback episode next time. Let's see how much we can get through. All right. Well, you want to read this quick email from Kilo Echo Zero Alpha Zulu? Oh, that would be David. That would be. Hello, David. David says, hi, guys. Are you going to Hamcom in June? Uh, I've been planning to be there. Hope to meet y'all. I've been listening to the podcast for quite a while. Well, you should probably take the pause. It refreshes. It worked real well for me just a while ago. However, where Hamcom's concerned, unfortunately... Richard's still working really, really hard and lots and lots of days. And Hamcom, uh, I'll try and get out there if I have enough gas to get over there. And uh, we'll we'll just kind of see how it happens. If you're here in North Texas, David, though, take advantage of Hamcom, uh, the Irving Ham Fest, all the opportunities that Amateur Radio provides. I'm not sure what part of town you're in, but... Uh, I tell you what, the guys up north, up on the north end are smarter than the ones down this direction. So, you going to be at Hamcom, Russ? I am not going to be at Hamcom, and I was thinking about doing uh, an ambassador or enlisting someone to be an ambassador down there in Plano, but I went and looked at what a vendor table costs, and it's, uh, al- yeah. Yeah, it's almost as steep as Hamvention. So I said, nope, I think we'll pass this time. Well, they think they're Hamvention. Well, they may like to think they're hamvention, but they're not getting three hundred dollars of my money, or or our listeners' money for that matter. And there you go. So there you go. No presence at Hamcom this year. Uh, maybe next year, Richard and I can go up to Blano just to wander around and sort of be there. But I don't think we'll ever have a uh, an official presence in Plano, so to speak. We'll be the guys in the Linux and the Hamshack T-shirts with the CDs in our back pocket. Exactly. Yep, we'll be slipping to you, to, slipping them to you on the sly. Police be thinking that we're crack dealers. <laughs> well, we kind of are crack dealers in a way. Well, no, there ain't no crack dealers in Plano. Uh-uh, no. Uh, every time I buy a pack of cigarettes up there, I look around to see if I'm going to get arrested. Okay, remind me never to move to Plano. Oh, yeah, it's that kind of place. Land of the tofu eaters. Lovely. Yeehaw, but the view is nice. I'm not even going to touch that one because I haven't seen a decent view in Texas anywhere I've been. Oh, well, the view is nice. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That is if you're not in the landscape. (laughs) If you're not part of it, you're not not pulling a uh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa. See, Russ misses these jokes. I know you people are getting it. I know you people are getting it. Russ only gets the chicken pecker jokes. If they're getting it, they can explain it to me. There you have it. All right. Our next comment is from Linux Canuck. We kind of glossed over this the last time, just kind of went right past it. Uh, let's see. What do he say? He say, I have a bit of uh, a bone to pick with over Kubuntu. I have used it since it first came out on at least four different. Quit changing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still all in english would you like to read you would you like to have me read this and then you comment on it okay okay this is from the linux canuck and i know richard said we have a, a call sign for this gentleman but um do you happen to remember what it is no idea yeah me either i would assume he's in canada 
that's probably a good assumption. And it's not Harrison. No, it is not Harrison. Anyway, Linux Canuck says, I have a bit of a bone to pick over Kubuntu. I have used it since it first came out on at least four different machines using both 32 and 64-bit without a problem. It seems to me that you're blaming it when it may be a hardware issue. In any case, your warning against using it based on limited experience is extreme. Are you paying attention, Richard? Yes, I am. Okay. Kubuntu. I will stream him back in just a minute. Excellent. Kubuntu is an excellent distribution with a great installer for anyone who likes Ubuntu but is tired of Canonical and its fickle decisions. It is based on Ubuntu but has always been the neglected child, which is good because they have left it alone. I have used KDE on just about every distribution and it is better than most and gives you PPAs, large repositories, and the great community. I love the six-month cycle too. It is a new start every six months and it gives you something to look forward to. This is sounding like a review. Give it another try before issuing a blanket negative warning. You'll find that it is full of blood, which is necessary for life, and is not bloodthirsty. Cheers from Canada, eh? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's from Linux Canuck, obviously directed at Richard and his comments about... Uh, about my brickish hard drive. That's about your brickish hard drives. Now, we'll say the bit about Kabuchi being bloodthirsty is mine. That was a sort of editorial comment for the website. But all the rest of it is Richard, and Richard's going to rebut right now. Well, no, let me tell you, Ubuntu in general had a uh, good thing going. Their interface was good looking. They, things worked like they were supposed to. I have used Kubuntu on more than just those two occasions. I was just making the point that the two times I tried to install it from the live CD, Inside the desktop while the live CD was running, it bricked my hardware hard drive on different machines, different hard drives. Uh, yes, it could be a hardware issue, but the odds are not as good as if it was the same machine and the same hard drives. Now, I'm not going to say that it doesn't have a big have big repositories and stuff. I will say it's resource hungry, very resource hungry, and that uh, when they went to left KDE 3.5 is when I left Kubuntu. In fact, I quit using KDE all together. If I wanted Fedora, I would be running Fedora. So where that's concerned, that's the case. I will just warn people that they're taking a chance of getting their equipment bricked if they mess with Kubuntu. Now, that doesn't mean they can't download Ubuntu or one of the other variants and then load KD on top of it. I'm just saying there's a problem with it. And as far as being blood, uh, what was it? Let's see, that it is full of blood and not bloodthirsty. Well, let me explain something to you. So are vampires. <laughs> Both of them. And there you have it. Queen of the damned. Ha. All right. So we we got those moved up. And now we got a little time to talk about Rissy. Tell me about Rissy. Okay. We have mentioned, or maybe I have mentioned, Rissy or IRSSI, depending on how you prefer to pronounce it, in previous episodes of this program. It's an IRC client that's an alternative to things like XChat and BitchX and, uh, I don't know, whatever other IRC clients are out there. It's the one that I prefer, and I use it inside of a screen environment, which I've also talked about on other podcasts. 
and that makes for a very robust IRC experience. But one of the things I've been exploring lately is the fact that there are a lot of third-party scripts out there for Erisi that make it do some pretty cool things. So I wanted to explain how to basically install one of these scripts on your machine that you use Erisi on, and then where you can find some more that might help you have a more robust IRC experience. So what's your uh, IRC experience like, Richard, other than, you know, harassing me via the website? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Richard is Satan. Uh, <laughs> actually, I use XChat, so there's like colors and a list of people in there and a red line when I go somewhere else and it, it works pretty much the way I need it to work because I don't spend a huge amount of time on any kind of chat of any kind. Actually things run pretty smooth is why I stay with X chat. Okay. Well, the thing is the, a couple of the things I'm going to talk about are basically the, the gist of my little, uh, treatise here tonight on Arisi is to kind of make it run a little bit more like X chat. Uh, with those colors and the list of uh, names that are in the channel and so on and so forth. Those are some features that those who come to Arisi from XChat might be missing. And I kind of gather that's the camp that you're in. I would be if I was using Arisi. Well, do you, have you tried Arisi or have you just... Yes, I did, but the learning curve was too much for my tiny little mind. And it was another one of those situations where I had to have it up and going quick and didn't have time to fool with it. I miss the days when I had the time to spend days at a time just tinkering away at the computers, but I don't have that anymore. All right. Well, let me run through this pretty quick because there, you know, I, I don't want to like harp on it or anything, but there's a pretty simple way to add some third party scripts. Basically, what you need to do is to go to where the third party scripts live. And one of the major sites for that is scripts.erisi.org. And that link, of course, will be in the website. Or, yeah, well, will be on the website in the show notes. So you can find all kinds of different scripts there. They're all written in Perl, and they're all extensions of Erisi, and they all do some pretty cool things. Um, there's a couple that I'm going to talk about. One is called NickList, and what that does is it creates that list of nicks that you see in XChat down the right-hand side that tells you who is in the channel. Now, that's a pretty handy feature. Somebody actually wrote a an update to the nick list third-party script that will tell you when the nicks in that list are in away status, which is also pretty handy because in Arisi, as far as I know, there is no other way other than doing a who is on a particular user to find out if they are in fact at the keyboard or shown as in away status. So what you're going to want to do is go to scripts.arisi.org, find the third party script that you're interested in, download it onto your machine, and then in your home directory, you're going to want to execute the command make dir dash p dot irssi slash scripts slash auto run and that will make a directory structure under your dot irssi where you have a scripts directory and under that directory you have an auto run directory and what you do is you take your downloaded scripts and you move them into your slash home slash username slash dot erisi slash scripts directory 
and you keep them in there because that's where when you want to run or load a script, Erisi will look for them. Now, what you can then do is if you want them to run at startup, when you start up Erisi, you can create a link from the auto run directory back to the script name. So you just change directory into dot Erisi slash scripts slash auto run. And then you do an LN minus S dot dot slash the name of the script space dot. And that will create a link to the script in the auto run directory so that it gets run every time you run Erisi. The scripts that I've downloaded and, and set up this way are the Nick list, the screen underscore away, and the Nick color scripts. What these do is the Nick list underscore away, which is the one that I use, and the URL to get this particular script will be in the show notes, will allow you to see a column down the right-hand side of your Erisi screen that shows you all the Nicks on a channel and their away status, which is very handy. Uh, the screen underscore away third-party application what that does is if you're using Erisi inside of screen, whenever you disconnect from your screen session, it will mark your NIC as away automatically and set an away message and all of that and set up your away message logging. And then when you reconnect to screen, it will reset your NIC back to normal status, remove your away and all of that. And then Nick Color, what it does is it gives every user in a particular channel, when they say something, a particular color. It changes the color of their Nick so that it's easier to identify a particular person among a large number of people in a channel. Now, these colors and lists and things like that are things that exist inside of XChat and are kind of missing in the default install of Erisi. And these third-party scripts can help it behave more like XChat and BitchX and other IRC clients. So they are very handy. And I'm going to assume that Bill will put all of the text of the uh, commands and URLs that I've written here in the Etherpad into the show notes so that everybody who wants to download some of these third-party scripts and, and use them will be able to do so. So uh, any questions on that, or did I miss anything? Well, no, it sounded like you were pretty thorough. Uh, like I said, you know, Arisi, just because I don't use it doesn't mean it's not, I don't think that it's a really good program because there are guys that are a lot more, uh, up on this stuff than I am that swear by it. And, you know, if there are some scripts available to add some functionality that, uh, uh, is not quite there because I guess the guys programming it, they want as bare bones experience as possible. You can go out and get them, add it, and make it just as functional as anything else. You know, uh, I, along with uh, some of the other hams that listen to us, are am uh, pretty, uh, I'm a low-energy ham radio operator. I try to save as much energy as possible. And uh, a lot of times I need something up and going because mainly the only reason I use uh, use IRC at the moment anyway is when we're doing the show so I can talk to the folks that are listening here. Y'all come by and see us when the show is going. It's a good program, and I think you covered uh, it pretty thoroughly so far, Russ. All right. Well, I didn't I didn't really have any much else to say about it. I mean, as far as your comment about the program being bare bones, I think Arisi actually has a very considerable amount of functionality built into it. 
it just doesn't have everything. And it's probably because the developers or the core developers of the program didn't necessarily see fit to add every single feature of every other IRC client. They just left it to the community to throw in what they thought it needed. And the fact that it's an extensible platform, as opposed to sort of monolithic where everything's already built in and you can't make changes to it, uh, I think is a good architecture decision. So I do enjoy Arisi and I love the fact that you can run it in screen and sort of integrate it with that and keep your IRC chat open 24-7. I hope this will encourage more people to use Arisi. And uh, if they're coming from XChat, they can realize that they have a system that's uh, similar and almost as robust uh, as XChat is for them currently. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I will probably have to go revisit Arisi and, uh, you know, see, see if I can figure out to make it, how to make it happen. Hopefully I'll get back to on an even keel where I got more time to experiment with stuff like that. Before we go to the next break, you were wanting to talk about the Linux Mint project releases new LMD with mate and cinnamon. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring this up briefly because I downloaded the latest version of LMDE, which is the Linux Mint Debian edition, which is really cool because they finally sort of caught up with Linux Mint 12 in the fact that they have released a version that supports both Mate and Cinnamon, which they didn't have before. Since the GNOME 3 version is uh, based on Ubuntu, Debian had sort of lagged behind, but they finally caught up, released a version because it's a rolling release, if you just do an app-get space dist-upgrade on your current LMDE, you will get the benefit of all of the upgrades, including the ability to run Mate and Cinnamon in your LMDE. I have found, and maybe I'm missing the point, but Mate is simply a rewrite of GNOME 2 to make a Linux Mint project that looks exactly like GNOME 2 and functions exactly like GNOME 2. I don't really see any differences in it. Um, now, there are plenty of differences, including, you know, embedded compositing and a bunch of other cool features in Cinnamon, but I really haven't had a chance to explore Cinnamon to its fullest potential. I've spent about an hour trying to figure out how to get the docking bars to work properly. Ever since I got that done, it's just been a pretty normal Gnomish desktop for me, uh, except for a couple of quirks that I could do without, but it's perfectly functional. Uh, so if you're an LMDE user and you've been waiting around to find out when uh, the more advanced versions of Gnome are going to come out, they are out now. So uh, do a disk upgrade or download a DVD installer and upgrade that way. Enjoy Mate and enjoy Cinnamon. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, LMD, I don't remember if it was, uh, those were in there when I was messing with it here a month by a month or so back, but I had had, did have an opportunity to, uh, look at mate and look at cinnamon. Uh, mate appears to me to be, I mean, what I read about it is that it's supposed to, they're supposed to be doing kind of like, uh, LibreOffice did with open office. They're taking the GNOME two point, whatever it was, and continuing on with that instead of doing the uh, whole remodel thing they did with GNOME 3. Um, uh, Cinnamon, Cinnamon, uh, if it was, well, the problem with both of them is is they're not completely 
I don't know, configurable in ways that I need to configure them to make me happy with my desktop. And that's the reason I'm not using them at this time. But they're both young, very young, and they are coming along. There's functionality being and configurability being added to them all the time. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my take on it. I'm going to revisit them at some point in the future. When I first got on KDE or GNOME, they weren't uh, near what they were uh, just previous to changing over to the whole new format thing. They, if we give these a little time, I think it, they're both something that will probably make folks extremely happy compared to the direction some of the distros are going with their desktop. Uh, yeah, let me bring up a couple of things from the chat room. The first is that Bill wants to be uh, slightly pedantic and say that mate is supposedly pronounced mate, which may in fact be, but... I've heard most people say mate, so if it's mate, I do apologize, and one way or the other we'll get it right, I suppose, at some time. And the other thing is, um, 85CP asked me if Erisi allows for connecting to multiple IRC servers at the same time, so you can connect to channels on Freenode or SpotChat or any of the other bazillion different IRC servers that are out there simultaneously. And the answer to that question is yes, you can, you can connect to as many different IRC servers on as many different IRC channels as you can handle, or maybe even that you can't handle, but you can connect to them all, all at once. Yes. And there you go. Well, I just want everybody to know that uh, if the, if that be the case with the the name of a uh, uh, mate, um, mate, if if that's the case, well, if you put it on your laptop, top, you can have mate in the pate. I mean, who doesn't want to take their laptop to to with them everywhere they go? And with that, uh, Russ, I think we need to run that music so we can sprint through the last portion. All right, we have some feedback and some donations to talk about on the other side. But before that, I've got some more music, and this one is by a band called Higgins. And this is one from an album called Z's, Z-S. And uh, the the song is called Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-Y. And this one was kind of interesting. It reminds me a little bit of some of the later Beatles kind of stuff. So if you're a fan of the Beatles or anything uh sort of later on especially stuff that was written by either mccartney or harrison then you'll probably like this stuff and i thought it was pretty good so here's higgins with charlie
there you have it folks okay we're gonna see if we can get through this without any trials troubles tribulations without richard making any pecker jokes or anything else all righty stand by russ hold up make sure you got your hat on because we're fixing to fixing to blaze a trail down through here all righty our next email is from stefano who uh, apparently is a uh, a bicontinental ha- amateur radio operator, IZ3NVR and KD2BGM. Stefano writes, hi, I am a younger ham operator that recently discovered Linux. I used and tried CQR log for everyday logging, but I still need a good logger for contesting purposes. 99% of my ham radio activity. Right now, I still need to use Windows to run N1MM and Wintest, SO2R contesting and capability of keying through the DB9 port. I tried to make N1MM run under Wine, but the software crashes before booting up. I didn't try the uh, virtual machine, but I really think it won't be a good a good idea because it will slow down the CW King. Do you know of any uh, Linux contest logger S02R compatible? Uh, thanks for thanks in advance for the tips and sorry if the email may have disturbed you. Well, I'm already disturbed. You ain't got to worry about it, Stefano. Don't have to worry about it at all. Now, uh, as I've said before, I'm not much on the contesting thing, and I'm sure there's uh, some good ones out there. Russ, uh, we've been chatting back and forth with the YFT, YFK test guy. Uh, do you happen to know if any of uh, these capabilities might be available in that particular program? You know, as far as the CW King is concerned, I don't know if that's part of YFK test or not. 
I think I still have it running here, though. Or I still have it close by here. Let me see. Yes, I do. But as far as rig control and stuff like that, I don't know that YFKHS does that at all. And I will say that I had similar experience uh, as Stefano with um, N1MM software. That's one of the ones that came up as, at Hamvention as a uh, often utilized contest logger. Um, a lot of people said, is there an alternative to N1MM for Linux? And I had to say no, and I tried to get it running under Wine, and it just won't. Unfortunately, I don't have a good answer. I mean, YFK just is a good contest logger, but apparently it doesn't cover every contest, and if you're trying to use N1MM or something similar, it doesn't work either. So I wish I had a good answer, but maybe someday in the future we will. Actually, what we need to do is uh, we've got enough listeners. Apparently, we got a boatload of them in the southeast. There's got to be someone here in DFW listening. Uh, at least I would hope so. If y'all wave when y'all drive past the river. Anyway, uh, you guys get in touch with us. We're, we're going to make this a mission. We need to help out Stefano. We need to find him a contest logger that he can use under Linux so he can get away from that evil evil operating system because uh, it's it's no good it's no good i was having to use it today because i was helping do some oh yeah one of my laptops my my battery keeps going dead on my my linux laptop so i have to use the wife's and it's got that evil evil operating system on it so y'all get with us let us know tell us all about it and uh we will be waiting for the emails to come in and stefano Hang tough, my brother. Hang tough. We will do our best to get you an answer. Yes, we will. Okay. Our next one, next email comes from John, KD7AAT. Everybody, hold on to your hats. This is the one that Richard's been waiting for. And John writes, I found nothing entertaining or related to the name of the show during the second half political speech and comments when i stream your podcast for the uh, kbara organization that i belong to i don't think i should have to listen to a whole hour to know that the content content isn't ham related or of interest to most of our listeners looking forward to your next linux episode well, John, my brother. Oh, wait a minute. I better let Russ go first. <laughs> well, let me just say that I try. I uh, got onto the KD7 ARA Echolink node over the weekend, managed to get myself kicked off of that, but because the person who runs it thought I was spamming their link repeater nodes, um, I straightened all of that out. So don't, don't everybody get like in a twist because it's all taken care of. We're all buddy, buddy again. No big deal. What was interesting to me about this email was that it came, you know, it came as an attachment or it came in reference to episode number 80. If I'm not mistaken, actually had a considerable amount of ham radio and Linux content. The only thing that I can think of is this was actually in response to episode number 79, which was our discussion with Fab about all things political and so on and so forth. 
in which case I thought it was made clear up front that we were talking with fab and that there may be, uh, a minimum of actual ham radio and Linux content during the course of the show. So, uh, maybe I'm missing something there and perhaps we will get a follow-up email from John about this to clarify some of his concerns about whatever it was that we were broadcasting that he didn't appreciate. Uh, second, let me say that I do greatly appreciate the fact that we are syndicated on their, uh, website. We alluded to that in the first segment of the program. So I don't want them to feel, uh, unappreciated by us because we do appreciate it. There's no problem there, but I'm not sure what the complaint is really about. So hopefully we'll get some clarification and that's going to be the mellow part of the response to this. And I'll go ahead and let Richard finish up with what he has to say. Well, John, my brother, my brother, my ham radio compadre. If this was the other show, everybody knows where we would be right now. However, this is not the other show. And I will say this. Okay. Uh, yes, it was attached to the last episode, which I listened to three times listening for political speech and comments that were probably not happy for you. Uh, I believe it had to have been another episode, which, uh, now that Russ brings it up, I probably need to go back and listen to the previous episode to the one that the uh, comment was on and see if that would be the case. However, the standard answer is number one. If you are streaming the show live, you are probably in violation of FCC rules because we say stuff on the live show that gets edited out on the uh, release version. I don't think uh, they're doing that. I think they're just syndicating it via the web. So, ah, I see. And uh, okay, well, if it's not on the air, folks should read the show notes. Badger. <laughs> exactly. They should read the show notes and uh, find out what's going on. Badger. Just they getting my badger. LHS website. I, he keeps playing that badger and stuff, and badger. see, he's trying to mess badger. with me because I got him earlier, <laughs> and now he's got a, got another not enough rocket fuel in him to, to make him all happy and stuff. Badger. Anyway, badger. I'm trying to say this nicely. <laughs> you found one. Russ has his own hell goat. Anyway. <laughs> There you go. I do appreciate the fact that uh, you guys uh, have us on your repeater system. I do appreciate all the listeners that we have. Uh, Russ is correct. If it was in response to uh, the previous episode, yes, that was Fab. Fab has one of the top Linux shows, and I am pretty doggone sure that there had to be some Linux in the uh, actual episode. However, it doesn't hurt for people to get to know Fab also because they might actually go listen to his show, and unlike here, they might learn something. So thank you for your input, John, and uh, please help us get this straightened out. All right. Last but not least, we have a comment via the website from Mike with no visible call sign. You can get arrested in some states for that. I know this show is a bit old, but after and I don't even know what episode he's talking about. However, uh, it says, I know this show is a bit old, but after listening to Richard's travails of finding a distro, I have to stand up for LMDE with XFCE. Uh, I've been using it for a year, 
having migrated to it from Ubuntu after I was just unable to get my head around Unity. Oh, I can get my head around it. My cell phone uh, interface is exactly the same. And aside from the occasional breakage, usually abetted by my own ignorance of the finer points of Linux operation, I have had great luck with it. I first moved to it because it promised to get me off of the reinstall every six months treadmill. But while the uh, slow pace of the updates does give me some uh, pause, I am quite happy with their new scheme of update packs. And since the release of UP4, they seem to be trickling out various updates on a weekly basis. For those of us using their latest repositories rather than directly connecting to the Debian testing repos. And this is the longest sentence. And by being uh, an XFCE, I have avoided the problems with the main line of Debian implementing GNOME 3. With stalled the release of updates for the main LMDE distro that Richard tinkered with. If Richard hasn't done so, he might do well to check it out, especially since they will be releasing a new respin of it soon with all the update pack four patches pre-installed. I also use CrunchBang Linux on a secondary box, a Dell GX260, bought at a yard sale for $1. It's amazing what you can get when they screw up that other operating system. CrunchBank definitely lacks the polish of Linux Mint and is obviously geared more towards a developer-programmer audience more than it is to the casual user. But for my purposes, word processing, light web surfing, and being a home print server, it works perfectly well out of the box and is definitely forgiving of older hardware and positively screams on more modern iron. Thank you, Mike. And, well, you know, um, like I said, I messed with it, and it's uh, y'all hear this reoccurring theme. I've got to have one of these machines up working like it's supposed to all the time, and that's the problem I'm having because the distro uh, that I was using and relying on, the people who make decisions on that are stupid and have changed things up to the point of almost unusability. Now, uh, when I get the chance, I may go back and take a look at LMD again. As far as crunch buying, if I had the time to get it set up the way I want it, the way I would like it, I would run it on everything, quite honestly, because the one machine that I have had any kind of real experience with it on was a very low memory, small hard drive laptop, and it was fantastic. With all that being said, Thank you so much for your input. And Russ, what do you think about that? Well, I've been actually kind of rereading it while you were talking about it so I could see if I, there were any points I was interested in talking about. And now I might have to wait for the train to go by. Woo-woo! Russ, Russ is running a train into Booby Mountains. Okay, are y'all happy now? <laughs> we get all kinds of trains through here. Oh, no, they're griping about me not saying Booby Mountains. Uh, I think you've said it like six times already. I know, but they were griping. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm 
a big proponent of LMDE. I don't think that's any secret, but I haven't tried the version with XFCE. I'm not really a huge fan of the lightweight desktops because honestly, the way I see it, if I'm going to run a desktop environment, whether it be something lightweight like FVWM or XFCE or LVWM or something like that, then I might as well just go ahead and roll the whole enchilada and get something good like GNOME or KDE or, you know, whatever else is good out there. And I know there's a million different ways that you can run a lighter weight desktop from Enlightenment to Icebox to Fluxbox to Windowmaker, Awesome, Rat Poison, you know, you, you pick the window manager of your choice, whatever it is. But they all seem like they're halfway to the answer, and I just like a good desktop environment. And I don't really care if it's a little bit heavier weight than a window manager. I just want an environment. I want something that's kind of, you know, sexy looking and pretty. Pretty, yeah, that's right. Lots of eye candy. That's what I'm looking for. So well, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. I, I'm sorry. No, that's the right problem I was having with Debian is the fact that it's still so rough to on the eyes. I mean, I know, I I know because I've run it. I ran it for two years before I started moving on to other stuff, and I know that that's not why you run Debian. But uh, it's just I spend a lot of time looking at my screen, and that's it's just kind of hard to look at the GNOME and Debian for the amount of time I do. Yeah, and and like you know, Mike says there's a lot of great uses out there for lighter weight stuff like LMD running XFCE and CrunchBang. You know, even the stuff that's even smaller than that, like DSL and Tiny Core. You know, there's a reason to run all of those distributions, whatever it may be. But I have full fledged desktop machines on which I run LMDE. And I have full-blown server computers that I run straight Debian on. You know, when it comes to Linux, you can pretty much make any distribution be what you want it to be. The only difference is the starting point might be a little closer to the end point for you if you pick something that's a little bit lighter weight. And if you don't mind a few rough edges, then XFCE might be exactly what you're looking for. But I'm going to stick with GNOME because... I just like it. Which one's the one with the little mouse in the logo? That's Rat Poison, isn't it? No, it's one of the ones we're talking about here. With the little mouse in the logo. Yeah. Somebody tell me in the chat room. It's either. They're all asleep uh, in the chat room. It's either XFC or the other Ubuntu, Lubuntu thingy. I know know I'm irritated because, man, uh, what is it? PC Linux OS doesn't have the bull logo anymore. I just remembered because my brain is working again. My remote brain cell bill has, uh, has told me that it's XFCE. Now I ran XFCE on that same laptop. I was talking about, I run uh, CrunchBang on. It was just a little too heavy for it. And I'll tell you what, it looked pretty good to me, you know, knowing more now than I did then I could, uh, I could fire that up on any of these machines and, uh, load the tools that I need to run on there and we would be good to go uh quick quick uh run up on nautilus and uh firefox and uh thunderbird and audacity and all that stuff just pump them right in there and let them have at it but uh you know that's the deal uh that's i'm trying i'm honestly trying to find something 
that's the one thing I lament about them going to Unity over at Ubuntu and having to stop use it, using it because they spent a lot of time on the interface. They really did. It was polished. I'll give you that. I mean, they definitely did spend a lot of time making the user interface very friendly to the non-Linux enthusiast because they wanted to attract you know, the general population away from Windows, and they did do a good job of that, but then they no, sort of no. went all crazy. At Shuttleworth had lost his mind. He, he, he wants that, wants it to, wants to charge for uh, apps and stuff. He, he, he thinks he's running uh, that, that, Badger, uh, that Badger operating system. That's right. Speaking of operating systems, Richard's going to have his first Android phone in about a week. Oh, uh, that's excellent. And then we'll play with it and see what happens. See if we can't put uh, Firefox on it. <laughs> so anyway, back to the comment from Mike. Thanks very much for submitting your comment. I don't know if we actually got to the heart of the matter, but Richard is still on the lookout for a distribution that he actually likes. And I'm sure that when he finds one, we will all know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. I'm telling everybody tonight, I don't know if you... Um, uh, we're awake during the first part of the show. If you're awake during this part of the show, you probably weren't. But uh, I'm giving uh, I'm giving Linux Mint 12 one more chance before we uh, we head for the attorneys and uh, and uh, split the sheets, as it were. So we'll just see how that happens. I really don't want to end up back on Sousa or Mandrake. Oh God, no one wants that for you. Uh yeah. I mean. Susa Susa got a polished interface too. Well, I've been with Debian since I got off of it. There are no lizards in my shack. Well, none on the computers anyway. So what else we got, Russ? Anything else? We do have some donations, but you know what? I'm going to have to run into my email to find out who they're from. So hang on one second. I'll let you entertain the crowd for a minute. Oh, do a little dance, sing a little song, make a little love. Get, get down, down tonight. tonight. Get down tonight. <laughs> That's that Casey and the Sunshine Band thing. I was talking about the wife, talking about the wife to that thing the other day. <laughs> now, who's a, who's a spooner now? <laughs> well, first up, we'd like to thank Don. Don sent us through a donation. Now, everybody's kicking in. We're getting a lot of people kicking in for the Hamvention Fund. And uh, we really appreciate that. Like I said, we made, at the beginning of the show, back... Uh, last week when we started this thing and um uh, everybody been kicking in and we have like really really been chugging on up the scale we're still a little short and the show will come out probably after it happens but that's okay but uh yeah don sent us a nice uh, nice donation i wish he'd have sent us a call sign so we could tell everybody who he is so they could go pat him on the back we also have donations from bob k and we have one donation from Charles H, one from Scott P, another one from Craig B, and one from Harrison K. Harrison K. Hmm, wonder who that could be. Anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody who sent in a donation for our Linux in the Hamshack Dayton Hamvention Fund. We're very, very close to where we need to be to actually show up in Dayton. So I want to say we're going to be there. But it's still not certain yet. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of days. But thank you, everybody, who sent a donation. And if we don't actually make it out to Hamvention, we will put your money to good use keeping the show going 
or in some other way that will be beneficial to Linux in the Ham Shack and its listeners. So thanks very much for your donations. That's right. I'm looking to upgrade the studio here. So if we don't go to, don't go to ham mention, uh, I'm going to see if I can't tap Russ and, and get some cash so I can go down to U-Haul and get some, get some uh, more boxes and some duct tape and upgrade the studio. Just to expand the damn thing. Put a, put a second booth in it and, and everything. The Susu studio. There you have it. Susu studio. That's right, and I think that's just about the end of the show, so I'm going to let you go ahead and start wrapping things up. Wait a minute. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Who's that country and western guy on The Voice? Oh, that is uh, Alan Hicks. No, not that one. What are you talking about? The judge guy. The judge guy? Married to Miranda Lambert. How the hell should I know that? Somebody tell me in the chat room. Just do a quick Google search for it. Miranda Lambert's husband is Blake Shelton. There, there we go. Blake Sheldon, Blake Sheldon. I told you on Twitter and I'll tell you right now, you suck. Okay. With that, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and move on down the road because Richard really had to tell him because I really wanted that gal to win this one. She didn't win Rockstar, but he, he put her off in favor of that no talent, blonde headed Dallas County thing. Anyway, um, if you want to contact me and I probably shouldn't do this after my previous comments. However, if you want to get a hold, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me, send an email to kb5jbv at gmail.com. kb5jbv at gmail.com. Or hook up with me on the social networks. We're now on Google Plus on top of everything else. So uh, y'all go hunt me down. Take a look. We'll see what's happening. With that, I'm going to throw it back to Russ up in the, the nice, chilly home of the hooters and uh we're gonna get his information take it away russ all right you can send me email at k5tux at lhspodcast.info or you can send email to both of us at info at lhspodcast.info and we are very happy for any submissions you want to send us go over to the website send us a comment on any of the episodes or anything else you find interesting over there Sign up for the mailing list. You'll find the information about the mailing list on the website as well. Send us a voice comment over at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. You can find me on all the social media networks out there as J.R. Woodman, including Google+, Twitter, Identica, and so forth. I'm also K5TUX at 73s.org. So uh, get in contact with us. Let us know what you think of the show and uh, tune in next time. This has been episode number 81 of Linux in the Ham Shack. And this is Russ, K5TUX, signing off from between the peaks in the pine forest of north central Arkansas. And I'm going to send it back down to the cardboard box next to the Trinity River in Dallas County, Texas, where Richard is going to sign off by saying... Oh, I'm just going to say that uh, y'all have a great evening, and we'll see y'all next time. And now I'm going to go find the hot glue gun.
I'd like to say on behalf of the boys and myself, I hope we pass the audition.